everybody and welcome to another episode of the senate update it has been a minute how you doing lab doing well good to be back mangry uh it's like we have some real life stuff to go through or something i don't know but anyway it's good, that, good right? to be here. our life isn't just playing a video game right um adulting yes is hard. it is man um so yeah, it has been a bit since uh, you and I have recorded individually, but there's been a lot of shit going on in the game. Um, so we're going to cover a few things tonight. Um, full transparency, we had intended on recording tonight anyway prior to the most recent road ahead that came out like yesterday, day before, something like that. Um, so mostly what we're going to focus on tonight is covering some of the most recent uh, GL releases and news that's come out. So we're going to be talking a lot about um geo kenobi or jedi master kenobi um as well as fanner ahsoka tano um and then we're going to kind of focus mostly on some of the new releases that were recently highlighted in the recent roadhead um so we're going to be talking a bit about um the executor um as well as maul and uh the newest gl uh, the next ds1 uh, which is going to be lord vader um so sprinkled in throughout there, we're also going to talk a little bit about Conquest, how we feel like that's shaping up, and, and specifically the reward structures, the shards, and, and all that stuff. So, um, Lab, we got Jedi Master Kenobi, Mr. Hello There himself, uh, you know, yet another version of Kenobi. Um, what do you think of him as, like, the, the choice of the next um ls uh gl you know i know you and i did a recording a while back on our speculation and i think if um i think the three that you know we kind of collectively narrowed it down to for um for if they were going to do clone wars era it was either going to be i think you had suggested mace um or kenobi was a possibility um and then i think the other one that i threw out there was um was uh ahsoka also um, kind of in that era or a little later. Um, so one out of three was right. Um, what do you think, man? How, how do you feel about that choice and, and kind of how they rolled him out um, as far as Rex and uh, all that? Well, um, I mean, it was pretty obvious it was going to be either Kenobi or Mace to me. It could have been Yoda, I guess. Those... Those were kind of the three light side possibilities that I saw in my mind. Um, because the thing about Galactic Legends in this game right now is that they have to be like the pinnacle of recognizability for a very wide uh, part of the player base. So this is the reason why yeah. I think Maul wasn't, uh, wasn't ultimately chosen to be a GL and why Ahsoka was not ultimately chosen to be a GL is because even though they're both excellent characters and they both have huge parts to play in the Star Wars universe, they're not nearly as recognizable as Lord Vader and General Kenobi. So um, I'm quite sure that that was the difference maker. That's why we have Jedi Master Kenobi in game now. That's why we're going to have Lord Vader as pitiful of a galactic legend as he will be. Um, not not in game, not in relative game strength, but come on, Lord Vader was not the pinnacle of Vader's strength. Vader was so oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but 
I know I know why they did it. Uh, it. It's it's all about recognizability. It's about players wanting to spend money, and you know, to advance their rosters to get the best, the the most recognizable characters. So I mean, can't really fault them for it. So here we go, Kenobi and Lord Vader. Yeah, hey, I, I I will say one thing about like just thematically, um, you know what they did with these GLs as far as bucking the trend to a degree. One, they didn't release them side by side. Um, although arguably this is probably one of the cleanest like you know uh, nemesis pairings, if you will. Um, if we're looking at it in that narrow swath of you know, Revenge of the Sith. Um, but I am I am happy that they kind of broke that mold of just chronological order of, you know, like, whatever the oldest one is, you know, because I think that was always my concern with, like, Kenobi. I'm like, well, we already have old Ben. You know, they're not, they're not going to do, you know, there is no past that unless they get into Force Ghosts. Um, so I, I am kind of glad that they are showing that they're going to have some flexibility with that. As far as like the timelines, I, I do agree on Lord Vader. I don't think that's the pinnacle of his strength. So I mean, like that one probably didn't make sense. But also, I know you and I have talked about like, well, the the Vader that we currently have in game is kind of timeless Vader that fits any point in the timeline where he is Darth Vader. So where do you go from there? Um, but that was a bit of designing themselves into a corner, but. Um, I, I was pretty happy with that too, though. With as far as Kenobi goes, um, you know, recognizable, arguably pinnacle of his um, overall strength, I'd say. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can make arguments for or against that, but uh, I, I think it's a clean choice. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that you brought up the point of Darth Vader. Because and we're not going to talk about this at length in this episode. We're probably going to push that back to next episode. But uh, mm-hmm. Darth Vader is receiving some serious uh, nerfs, and yep. I mean there are there are certain reasons that CG gave, and uh, I believe them when they give those reasons. But I think that that's what you just mentioned is is possibly another reason, right? Because our current version of Darth Vader in the game is really really good. Like he. He could, if he had the Galactic Legend unique where he took less damage and got like more stats for relic levels, he would be right up there with all of the other Galactic Legends that we have right now in terms of his kit. He is a monster. So, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm assuming that played a little bit of a part in it too. They're like, okay, we're, we're releasing this new version of Vader and he's the Galactic Legend version. So he needs to be the strongest one in the game. But Darth Vader is pretty freaking strong right now, so maybe we need to tone him back a little bit. So I think that might have been kind of like a cherry on top for them as far as this this whole balance patch goes. Yeah, and I get that as far as a game. It's still thematically that bothers me, though. Because oh, like, for sure, for sure. You know, but, like... But CG doesn't care that just much converted stiff. <laughs> Yeah, for Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... So how do you feel about like some of the character requirements and and all of that for for um good old Mr. Hello there? Um well as far as the character I mean we don't need to go through probably all of them but no. like you know as far as like the highlights, right? Yeah. I mean the characters themselves I thought all pretty much made sense for going after uh Jedi Master Kenobi. I didn't see anybody who was super out of place there. 
Like, I mean, we had Grievous. No, I, you could you could argue that Relic Seven Watt was a little bit of a of an fu, but <laughs> considering yeah. you know yeah. we barely interacted with him at all. But you know, whatever. Um, and oh, and also that uh, because Watt really has no reason to go past R five, um, hey. just because of his kit, <laughs> but. Yep. F it. I got a, I've got a relic seven watt now, so <laughs> yep. there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I would say the, the thing that I was most excited, the single, the single thing that I was most excited about in, in terms of his requirements was Django to R7 and Django. The reason is because I had Django at G11 for forever. Like I had him up very early in the game. Uh, for my early on bounty hunter team to you know do the credit heist and blah blah blah, um, but at G11 nowadays at five million GP it barely does anything. Um, he might as well just not be on my roster. But at R7 the dude is a maniac. His kit is so freaking good. He gets all oh, the I right stats that. for his relic levels. He gets armor. He's got a hundred percent armor penetration. Um, his rocket does a double hit. Um, he reduces max HP. Uh, uh, he keeps people from reviving. Like he is, he is a gangster. So I was, yeah. I was really excited to relic uh, seven him. Um, I will get to use him in my upcoming in next week's GAC at relic seven. I'm looking forward to making my opponents cry. Um, but yeah, I mean that I, that's the, that's the highlight for me. Everything else was just like yeah, whatever. Grievous direct relic seven. Shock T to relic seven. Um, really, really, what they did <laughs> with these requirements was they really, really uh, wrung the the relic materials out of us. Um, Jedi Master Kenobi requires far more relic materials kidding? and signal data than any other galactic legend does, and it's not even close. So, like the characters yeah. themselves aren't too bad, but whew, if, I am if, I am relic if, poor if, now. <laughs> if people thought they had to spend a lot of carbontes to get a JML, yeah. Whew. Kenobi with that yeah I'm kind of in the same boat you know as far as the the characters that you have to take to relics sure there's extra relics levels in there for a lot of those characters that don't need to be there but um I I agree overall and and I don't think it was any of the characters like you said were surprises or you know there was the expected amount of waste you know like you have to take mace to relics yep um yeah, and Qui-Gon, and, um, you know, Cody, but at least Cody, you get to use him. There's actually a pretty funny meme I saw about that, where it's, you know, Cody's like, well, at least I'm useful in that one TV mission. Um, uh, but he's not really, because nobody's completing that mission, <laughs> unless they're R-8ing fair. Cody. <laughs> so, fair, fair. I guess you get to try. I it. haven't tested it, because mine is G8 still. Mm. Um, so, uh, and why is he that high? Hyperdrive, that's why. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think there was the expected amount of, you know, characters that aren't super useful in there, but I think overall, most of the characters were very useful. Um, and, and for me personally, you know, I, I know you and I have talked about this a little bit lately. I've been kind of indulging a little bit into the Mandalorian, um, characters a little bit. Um, so the fact that, you know, we had, um, you know, and part of that too was to get Razor Crest, uh, which we'll talk about this a little bit too. Is that you know, like I wanted to build towards this idea that was coming that 
you know, it's looking like we were going to get a scoundrel or a bounty hunter capital ship and, and be able to flesh out that fleet a little bit better. Um, lo and behold. Lo and behold, we have that. But uh, And I think between, you know, having to relic Bo-Katan as well as Django and who, who was it? Cad Bane? Was that the other bounty hunter for Kenobi? He was, had relic? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Like, as far as, like, just for me personally, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, I, I don't mind doing that because it's kind of, you know, related or crossing over into some stuff that I was planning on working towards. Not necessarily high relics, but, you know, beefing that stuff up anyway. So I'm like, all right, you know, like, the the long, long pulls in the tent there, you know, for most players, if you're, like, higher level, you know, um, are going to be... Bo-Katan, you know, just because you got to farm her, and then um, Commander Ahsoka Tano, just because you have to farm her up from um, from Conquest, right? So there, there's definitely some other ones in there too, like um, like Watt, you know. So there, there is a barrier there that if you are not in a guild that is high enough to get that, although they have released some packs where you can buy some shards of him, um, as well as Negotiator, you know, both of those that. Basically, if you're not getting get to and you're not in a big enough guild that's running Geonosis TBs, it's going to be a challenge to get up to Kenobi. Um, so there, there's that disclaimer. So this is not um, Sith Eternal Emperor or or even um, either the original GLs, um, both Ray and Aslokar, I feel like are much more accessible from a, um, a newer or lower GP player. Um, but if go. you are somebody who is in a more mature guild, you have like a, you know, four plus million GP roster, give or take, depending on your leanness and what you focused on, um, you, you're going to have a hard time going after Kenobi if you're not above that threshold. But if you are, you probably have a lot of that stuff already. Um, so those things aren't as much of a concern. So then it just becomes... You got to farm a couple things here, you know, basically Bo-Katan, which no big deal, hard mode or a hard node farm. And then, um, you know, uh, Commander Sokotano, who is, you know, was released through Conquest. So they, they kind of came out with this plan of, OK, our first three conquests, you know, our shard reward out of the reward boxes was focused around Razorcrest. Then they kind of announced this plan of, Okay, every it sounds like anyway. I don't know if they specifically mentioned we're going to do this every three conquests, but it seems like that's their cadence where they kind of shift. They shifted Razorcrest down to kind of a secondary reward um, out of the crate. Uh, each of the crates basically he's still available for purchase um, at a little bit cheaper of a price for um, the conquest currency. Um, so you can still buy him on the same nodes that you could buy Cat uh, on, but they basically released Commander Ahsoka Tano as the the new primary. Now we just finished up the third one, uh, third conquest with her. So presumably the next one they'll probably shift her down to the secondary reward um, in the boxes alongside the new one that they released or they will be releasing, which is Maul. Um, so how do you feel about, you know, conquest in general and how that shapes into those requirements and, you know, as, as far as even just like a release mechanism for, for characters, do you feel like they're, they're kind of spacing that out? And that's the, sorry, that's a, that was kind of an ad hoc 
three questions in one probably but um <laughs> yeah that's a very broad yeah. question um i'll try yeah. to keep it succinct um conquest in general um i'm not gonna lie conquest itself has been a bit stale lately um i think having three conquests in a row with the exact same bosses and the exact same feats and all that stuff uh is too much uh they need to switch it up more than that um I do think that it's an ingenious way of getting us to engage in their new game mode, that's for sure, uh, because Commander Ahsoka Tano is a, an extremely powerful character, uh, and I know that she was the singular reason why I got my red box religiously these last three conquests, uh, because I did not nice. want to not have her. <laughs> uh, and it yeah. was a good decision. Uh, I, you know, I, I haven't been able to use her that much yet because I don't have Kenobi and my GAC teams. Uh, I still haven't found that that perfect use for her yet, and I probably won't. I'll probably just slot her straight into JMK as soon as I get him um, because I don't have Bando. Yep, because I think he is the other really good use for her right now. But... Um, uh, yeah, she's a really powerful character. I'm really excited to use her. Um, and uh, it was smart of CG to release her the way that they did. Um, and I'm also very excited for Maul because if Maul is at the same power level, relatively speaking, then I want him on my roster and I will yeah. gear him immediately when I get him unlocked. So um, very smart of CG. Uh, I hope that uh, part of their road of head post was uh, them saying that Conquest was going to receive a shakeup um, and a bunch of new stuff was coming and blah, 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 and it was going to be better. So I hope that's true because, like I said, Conquest has been a bit stale for me. Um, I realize that this is from the perspective of someone who prefers PvP to PvE. And so other PvP, PvE players uh, may not share that same perspective, but um, I do hope that the game mode continues to be improved because it's very obvious that they are releasing important characters through it. And so I'm going to have to slog through it one way or another. So it, it is a slog too. Um, so I, I, I enjoy conquest. Um, I do agree that it gets, you know, kind of repetitive and it's just the, the, the piece that is tough for me is you can hit. Um, I would say like, if you're just being thorough, getting your like each of the sector feats you're going to naturally get the event feats just by doing that for the most part um it, it gets you can get to up to like you know depending on your roster assuming you're in hard mode you can get up to box like four or five pretty easily without really having to double back much but getting to six and seven which unless i'm mess, messing up my numbers basically the second the second to last and the last boxes is rough because you just have to repetitively grind, you know, the same missions over to get stuff like getting a bunch of evasions or, um, you know, doing a bunch of, you know, damage over time ticks and, and stuff like that. So, that, like, some of that stuff is just, um, I think I actually geared up my Jawas finally on my main just so I could survive long enough to apply some thermal detonators. Uh, because I didn't really have any other good characters to do that with, right? So, like, there's there's some dumb shit like that um, that I would like to see, and I agree that the 
it would be nice if they mixed up the feats more often, even if they're not going to mix up the bosses super often, which they are with the next one. They said that they're they're mixing up the bosses on each of the f- sectors, which is good. And refresh my memory lab. Did they do that? I know the the ones where it was just Razor Crest were kind of like a trial run anyway, but did they mix up the bosses a little bit from that set to our most recent set that had Cat yes. in it? Yes, the bosses okay. are That's mixed up. The feats were not. We've had the same feat yeah. list for the last six conquests, and it's been wretched. And you were exactly yeah. right. You, you touched on the problem is that the feats are too repetitive. Like, I don't mind being pushed and, like, having them demand certain things from my roster, like thermal detonators, for instance. Um, I enjoy, well, I shouldn't say I enjoy. I don't mind coming up with creative ways to get those feats. What I do mind is sitting there on the same sector trying to get 100 evasions and doing, like, eight <laughs> ba- eight, eight otherwise meaningless battles. Like, give me a, right. a bigger feat list and make the feats uh, attainable in one or two battles, please. Please, CJ. Yeah. I'm begging you. Exactly. Because, it, it, like, it reaches a point where, like, you're either not capable of doing it because you don't have the right characters to do it, or... You have the right ones. It's just a matter of time of if you have the time to dedicate to conquest in those two weeks to get it done. And like you said, it's mind numbing, you know. And it, I agree with you. Like I, I, I appreciate the feats because it, along with cup being coupled with the data discs, because it can allow you to use your roster in ways that you wouldn't have otherwise and do some really dumb shit. You know, like having, a, what is it, um, Zealous Ambition on a support or a healer, and all of a sudden you're one-shotting things with Shock T. You know, it's crazy shit, but um, but it's cool, you know, so I appreciate that stuff. I think if they can mix it up a little bit more for going forward, or like you said, you know, even if they're not going to mix up the feats, give us more options for the feats. Um, so that way we can, you know, not want to bash our head against the wall um, to, to get those higher-end boxes where uh, I, it really does jump up. So I think the second-to-last box, you get 65 um, Commander Sokotano. Presumably, it'll be the same for Maul, but we don't know that yet. The last box, you get 90. Um, so there's, there's a big jump there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they, they do when they, they said they do need a little bit more time. Um, there'll be a little bit more gap between the next conquest before they drop mom because they need to tweak some things and test it. Um, but then I think they're, they said basically they're going to release the next set of three a little bit closer together so that ultimately in the long term, we're still going to get the same amount of conquests in the next three month period. It just might be a little bit before we get the next one, um, you know, to, to allow them to tweak stuff and test stuff. So, which is fine. Um, one last thing, very important thing that we must talk about regarding Conquest before we move on is um, part of the changes that they already did announce, um, and this is extremely exciting to me, um, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but the change that they announced was that the cost of switching discs is no longer going to be tied to the Conquest Oh, I did see that. But it is going to be costing the actual energy. Energy. Which is, Which is great, great. because yeah. I don't mind. Like, here's the thing, okay? The way that I run Conquest, I run it on the knife's edge. I try not to refresh at all um, because right. that's just the kind of player that I am. Uh, sure. And, like, the the two, two Conquests ago, I got it with no refreshes. 
this past conquest i had to refresh once um so i'm i'm very frugal on that end but I don't mind spending an extra refresh over the course of a conquest in order to be able to swap my discs much more freely. There, yeah. I felt like I could not do that at all these last few conquests because conquest currency is so precious. Because yeah, if it's you the new want, get to, yeah, well, yeah, because if you want to get those new characters, you have to have, you know, a, a, a bank of it before. Yeah. before the first conquest starts. Otherwise, you can't swap discs at all, or else you can't buy enough shards to be able to unlock them on the third conquest. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm extremely glad that they made this change. It will allow me to mix and match my data discs much much more often, because that was the other thing. I felt like I didn't want to put on a certain data disc to get a feat, because then I would have to take it right back off again to get a different feat because it would be working against me in that feed. So anyways, yeah. I won't I won't I won't belabor this point, but super glad that they're making this change and uh hopefully the other changes they make will be positive as well. Yeah. And, and just to you know to kind of wrap up the piece about like release cadence and stuff like that. So presumably I don't know if they've I, directly confirmed this, but my understanding is basically how they're going to roll these out going forward is now Commander Ahsoka will shift to those that secondary reward slot. Maul will be in the primary. Um, that's your understanding too, right? And then yes. I, I think they said Razor Crest is going to get rolled off, and then in the future they're going to do some. They they hadn't decided yet. Basically, it might be basically just a. Uh, a journey guide event it could be something out some other sort of event to allow you to continue to earn those down the line um it sounded like they do have a little bit of a plan to actually signify the you know kind of the the level of that character and give it like a dedicated event down the line to reintroduce it into the ecosystem um, rather than just throwing it on a hard mode which is kind of neat and, and i do think that overall that you know, if you're somebody like Lab who is getting that last box, you're buying the, you know, the 20 shards or whatever it is that you can buy each time um, in the conquest from the the scavenger. Um, you know, you're going to get that character seven stars in three months or three conquests, essentially, which is if you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, I do appreciate that cadence um, for a character of that power level, just because if you look at something like like Watt, or for example, who's a very important character, but it'll take you forever to unlock him, you know, because it's like best case scenario, you're talking what, like seven months? If you're in a guild that's landing, you know, 50 every time, to seven stars anyway. So, and that's not the reality of most guilds either. Uh, most guilds are not bringing home 50 shards every time. So, I do appreciate that they're bringing out characters like that a little bit more regularly, even if it's or a little quicker to seven star, um, even if it's like, you know, to, to basically force the new game mode down your throat, whether you like it or not. And, and I do like it better than some of the other stuff that they've released, um, it, you know, as long as they continue to freshen it up a bit. But, all right. So we talked a little bit about, you know, Conquest and, and how they're rolling out um, GL Kenobi. How do you feel about actually, I know you actually have um ahsoka tano and you talked a little bit about that you're chasing kenobi um i'm 
probably going to do the same eventually. I'm way far off from that. Um, but I have, I'm kind of sorting out all the shards and everything like that and getting that squared away before I start gearing anything. Um, how, how do you feel about how you're hearing, uh, Kenobi is being used and, and as well as, uh, Commander Ahsoka Tano. I know I saw a pretty bonkers video that, uh, Zoro shared with me with, um, Ahsoka doing tons of damage in, uh, HSTR. Um, but how are you, how are you feeling about what you're hearing about, um, Kenobi's power level and use and all that stuff? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's not just what I'm hearing. I'm experiencing it too. Just on the wrong end right now. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's kind of like the Taco Bell of GL uh, abuse. Um, but anyways, JMK is absolutely... Taco Bell of GL abuse. I like it. <laughs> J- JMK is absolutely the next level of power creep, guys. Um, he is, w- with his full complement of characters, and I'm including Cat in here, uh, he is better than the other GLs in terms of squad arena, in terms of GAC, uh, the two PVP areas that I dearly care about. So um, I will. I, I have a guildmate who has a squad payout an hour before me, and um, I cannot beat his JMK team with Cat in it. I have to ask him to remove mods in order for me <laughs> to take first place from him. Um, JML is up to the task, but you need, uh, you need Relic Jolie in there from what I've, uh, from, from my testing and from what I've heard and seen from other people. Um, and I do not have Relic Jolie and I am not willing to get him right now. So, um, yeah, JMK, uh, there are some other cheesier squads that can possibly work. So like uh, Supreme Leader Kylo with Daka, Zombie, Armor, Watt, that sort of cheese squad, you can kill him sometimes. Um, I tried my uh, my my characters uh, with GBA in instead of Armor because I don't have Armor and I could not beat him. Um, I do not have C, but C is also very dicey. Um, because the characters around him just die super quick and then it's like five on one and you better hope that you can get to your ultimate in time and and kill the two damage dealers or else you're gonna have a real bad time so yeah anyways all that to say jmk is the strongest gl that is in the game right now because of the complement of characters that he can use and cat is a big part of that um there are very few so what's, ways to what's like what the what's so, the ideal squad so i don't so <laughs> i don't want to prescribe an ideal squad because um i think there are several that are work really really well for squad arena uh but i can tell you the one that i can't beat is <laughs> jmk with uh gk with both ahsokas and general skywalker that team is it, it will melt your face off um, yeah, it sounds like it <laughs> It will and uh, especially i mean my guildmate um so I, I i recruited him to mandalore a couple months ago i think because he was one of the higher performers in our shard so he's i mean obviously he's in the same shard as i am so he has a very similar uh gp level uh to me 
and he has very good mods on that team. I'm 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 fairly certain those are his best five mod sets that he's got on that team. So, um, yeah, if you want to not fall very far in in squad arena and you have Commander Ahsoka Tano available, you don't need Cam for him to be a god. Uh, yeah, yeah, Which and basically is... same in GSC. Yeah, and, and the whole Cam thing, you know, I think when people like saw him suggested as a, a synergy, everybody panic and run, panic and run, um, and went yeah. lickety split to any you know guild they could find that was breaking in Cam shards, and yeah, you know, everybody suddenly took that mission a lot more seriously. Um, yeah. You know, obviously there was competitive guilds that were doing that much earlier, but um, everybody else was like, oh shit, I suppose we should pay attention to that mission. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, like you said, I I've kind of heard the same thing of like, you probably don't even need Cam to, not to say that Cam's a bad character. Go get Cam if you have the ability to. But um, I've kind of heard the same thing of the like, it's not necessarily you know mandatory to to have a usable, very high performing, um, you know, Kenobi team. So. Which is good, you know. I I am glad because I know that was like a, a big concern for a lot of people. Of like, oh, there aren't that many guilds that are you know raking in tons and tons of cam shards. Um, so it's it, that's the kind of the silver lining there. At least, and, and honestly, I know you and I have talked about this too. I was pretty floored if they didn't make him a requirement. Um, yes. To be honest, so same, same. I guess good on CG for once, um, but. They probably just realized that, like, hey, if we're going to release a GL, we need somebody to actually be able to get him. So let's not make a camera requirement. Um, we need people to spend money, and they're not going to spend money if they can't have cam. Um, so it, I think that's probably the, the 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 cynic in me tells me that's probably the more realistic reason why they didn't do that. Um, but. So you know, one, they have all that data at their fingertips, so they can tell who how many people have cam and how many don't. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will definitely say about cam, and this is again in relation to the upcoming changes uh for some characters. And so um not not live in the game yet, but um just keep this in mind when you are thinking, oh, whew, don't have to worry about Cam. Um, gas is getting nerfed in Jedi teams in about a month. And uh, he will he will no longer outperform Cam in this team as, as the damage dealer or one of the damage dealers. Uh, in fact, Cam, I think, will be a significant upgrade to him, even with Cat in the lineup um so so keep that in mind i mean definitely keep going for cam uh in your guilds especially if you're a leader um and you're on the more competitive side cam is still going to be very important to this team in about a month when gas gets nerfed uh gas is going to belong to the 501st after after the changes go go through he's going to be more powerful on that team and he's going to be much less powerful on a on a jedi team so uh, just remember we, that we we've talked about this a little bit um 
Well, I guess let's finish up with Kenobi, um, and then maybe we can talk about some of those character changes just at a high level. I know we're going to delve into that a little bit more probably, and probably with the roundtable with the the boys in a bit. But um, you know, once those changes actually hit the game, and we can actually feel them. Um, but it, for Kenobi, he, what are you hearing about him as far as uh, and, and for Cat too, for this matter? How about on PVE? You know, is it a worthwhile? You know. Generally speaking, from what I've seen so far, GLs are always going to be good for TB. Um, but how do you feel about them for you know TB and then the raids um, and any other game modes that you can think where he, he's really standing out? Well, from what um, you've heard so far, anyway. Yeah. So I mean, he's. <laughs> I'm I'm a little salty about this particular topic because I if I go back about six months. I was agonizing over what I was, who was my second GL going to be? I had already gotten Jedi Master Luke, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I want to continue down the path of getting good um, GLs that are, that are interesting to me, with characters that I like from the movies, and that will also help me the most in PvP. But Kylo doesn't really fit any of those but i went for sure. him because he was the only way that i was going to be able to get a top 10 finish in a sith raid um because at the time he was the only uh he was the only gl he was the only team that could solo the sith raid and i kept holding out hope i kept thinking to myself oh maybe maybe there will be another gl that's announced that can solo the sith raid um but unfortunately with the timing of my account uh, I needed to make to pull the trigger uh, much much earlier than than JMK. I mean, I've had SLKR for four or five months now. This is this is a long time ago now. So um, I was really holding out hope that there would be a another GL release that could solo the Sith raid. And lo and behold, here is JMK with Commander Ahsoka Tano. This is exactly what I was looking for. It's just five months too late. So, uh, in answer to your question, um, yes, he is extremely good in PVE in in the Sith raid. You'll see pictures of Cat doing an absurd amount of damage. It's mostly her, to be honest. Uh, but JMK can do it without her as well. It just takes longer, um, and you have to yeah. be a little bit more finesse about it. Cat makes it easy mode. Um, Zoro sent me this video that was like thirty-seven minutes. So I'm like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I hardly have. I hardly have time to listen to our own podcast sometimes for a week or two. <laughs> like, you want me to watch a 37 minute? He's like, it doesn't matter. Just fast forward to the end of each phase where she just does ass loads of damage and kills the boss. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Mike, yep. I can see your point. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I will say, light side GOTB, he is very valuable in the fact that he is a Galactic Republic Jedi. So he will make that, he trivializes the Dooku mission in P3 which has been the bane of my existence for the last few months because <laughs> it is, I, I've gotten four out of four on it one time, but it's almost a guaranteed three out of four because you get there with your whole, with, with your whole squad there. You've even got gas in there you, under General Kenobi lead. And, and then you kill the other four characters, no problem. Um, and then Dooku 1v5s your entire team. And there's nothing you can do about it because you can't debuff him more than one time. 
and he just solos everyone and it's infuriating so um fortunately is that the one that's um in the same is that in the cam zone the other mission in the cam zone it's just above the cam zone just above okay yes yeah uh it's in the middle slice so okay Anyways, JMK now trivializes that if you have him. Um, so that's that's great. He apparently also uh, makes the Nexu mis- mission a lot easier, which makes sense. Um, I did see a headline about that. Yeah, that he, yep. he pretty well destroys Nexu. Yep. But just to give you guys an, an idea of like Nexu's importance in the game, um, it's not really that important. Uh, no. Mandalore is 340-something million GP now. And we still don't get to the Nexu mission because we get better stars if we sandbag a uh, a zone. So yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, it, it's kind of like the um, the shit. What the hell is the thing? Called? The Reek mission, right? Where it's it's just like extra get two essentially, right? Oh no, the Reek mission is. Oh, you're talking about or the no? That's mission. Um, you're talking about the Ackley, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, not Reek. Yep, I'm just yep. saying, the Reek mission is. I was mixing up my money. monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The Ackley mission. Yes. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. I, the one last thing that I'll say, just really quick, is that JMK, th- those are the things that he helps you do better. Uh, apparently, he, he seems to be not as good at getting combat missions done as the other two light side GLs. So, Ray and. Okay. And Jedi Knight Luke with Jedi Master Luke, those are those are your bread and butter GLs for combat missions. You can use JMK and he'll do just fine for you, but he seems to be not quite as good, at least without Commander Ahsoka. Maybe maybe she will put him over the top. I'm not sure. But also, I mean, you kind of want her with a different team, I think, to to elevate them, like with Padme or CLS or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, he probably comes in handy when you have like depending on how your guild paces through that yeah. TB. If you have a phase where you have a couple Jedi missions or a, a, a Galactic Republic and a Jedi mission at the same time, probably helps you flesh that out a little bit easier and get you know better chances out of four or fours on both. Um, yep. It's kind of what I was thinking. But um, Okay, it, uh, just real quick before we move on, do you know how he does in, um, have you heard anything about C-Pit with that? You know, I'm assuming yeah. he's... I haven't he heard anything well. crazy, but you know, yeah. probably does well as the other meta squads, right? Yep, he uh, even a little bit better than a lot of them. Like he's better than SLKR. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, nice. Yeah, SLKR really got hurt with the with the C pit update. He doesn't do nearly as well as he used to. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. JMK probably doubles his damage in in the mid mid phases, and he does he does nice. pretty well in P four too with the right characters. So yeah, he's definitely a good addition. Nice. All right. Perfect. Well, um, you know, so we'll we'll kind of shift into the road ahead here. You know, we're, mostly we're going to focus on the new character releases, but I do want to kind of, since we've already touched on it a little bit, there are some upcoming changes to how, um, you know, a few of the big characters. Frankly, it's a lot of the non-GL, GL counters is my perspective on it. Um, but they're, you know, some of the big characters that are being used because of their defense penetration or their way to just do obscene amounts of damage, um, you know, two things in, in very, you know, kind of basically burst damage. Um, so we're seeing some character updates specifically to updates The you know, the, the three main ones to me, and it really two of them are intertwined, right? So you have Vader and Watt that are, you know, kind of being 
one calling blade is being dialed back to like 40 percent, if i remember correctly i don't have it in front of me yep. but his calling blade bonus damage is 40 percent less which is crazy he is getting um a bump on the raid boss damage um if i remember correctly so i'll be interested to see how that pans out with c pit um but uh, intertwined with that like i said is watt where his uh his ability takes away the he had one that you know increased defense penetration so it takes away that piece of it um i think it was was it specifically on the blast tech or was it just on okay yep so they'll still get the what is it the speed and the damage boost just not the defense penetration correct uh they get um yeah the defensive penetration is all that they get removed so they get the 15 percent tm every time an enemy moves and they get yep. the cannot be revived uh clause they still get that okay. so he'll it'll still be good for killing night sisters and and bounty hunters and all those other annoying revive teams yeah, so it, basically, he just gets away, you know, takes away Vader's ability to do stupid damage. Um, and then Gas, similarly, you know, has a similar thing where you know, they're removing his defense penetration, but re- replacing it essentially with um, when he stands back up, he has full protection, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, they're getting that, and then he's also getting a buff where, um, so, like, currently when he's kneeling, he gets 10% of his protection back every time either an enemy or a clone takes a turn. But right. uh, but they're increasing it to 20% protection whenever one of his clones takes a turn. So he's going to stand up even faster uh, than he used to. Um, and so you're almost definitely not going to be able to kill all four of his minions on the first topple he's going to get more than one topple now so that's going to make counters very interesting he's going to be even better on defense and gac so uh i foresee i foresee bounty hunters becoming extremely important uh at top level play because bounty hunters have uh the nice capability of outrunning him and disintegrating before he moves so That'll just Which bypass is... all those new mechanics right there. So, anyways. Yeah, it's um, going to make a Sif Empire counter a little bit uh, tougher um, as somebody who runs that in an arena. Uh, yes. It's going to be dicey. Um, <laughs> but you talked about bounty hunters, so that's an interesting segue into one of the big releases that's coming out. Isn't um, it? We're finally... Yeah. It's almost like you planned that. Almost yeah. like it, yeah. Almost like it. Let's, let's pretend um, it was luck, though. Yeah, yeah. No, you're more methodical than uh, than Han Solo. So, um, you do know the odds. You don't need to be told the odds. Um, so the basically we're finally getting a bounty hunter um, capital ship in the form of the Executor. So thematically, this makes sense. You know, it was you know the the ship that they were on within um empire strikes back where they're tracking down um han solo and and all that good stuff so thematically it makes sense um you know but obviously along with that you know to get executor you have to have um some bounty hunter ships obviously and let me just pull up the 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 actual racks are right in front of me here so 
as far as shifts go, you know, so I'll, I'll start with the easy, you know, the, we'll, we'll ease into this. Okay. Lab. Um, <laughs> okay. The, 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 we'll start with the shipwrecks. So razor crest at five stars, um, seven stars to complete. So it sounds kind of like what they did um, with, you know, if anybody who's listening to this, that is, you know, a few million GP plus, if you can remember back to the days when, uh, you know, we unlocked, the original capital ships in the game they would unlock and then you would have to do different tiers of it um once you would get your ships up um to that star level you could unlock the next one uh, at least that's how i'm interpreting this it could be that they do it also like um they did finalizer and Redis. um not sure how you interpreted that but i i kind of interpreted it like the original releases where you know it would once you get your ships up to so many stars you can unlock that you know, tier for the capital ship. Is that how you interpreted it as well? Yes. Yeah. I, after okay. the, after they updated the section, I was, I was very confused when they released this and it just said razor crest, five stars, slave one, four stars. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> are you guys serious? Like you only are going to require four stars to unlock this capital ship, but now it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like the other sh- it's just like the other ship releases like Tarkin and Mace and Akbar way back in the day mm-hmm. where you know you could get them up to a certain point without having your ships you know all the way to seven stars but to to fully unlock it you needed the seven stars yeah and that's usually where the, like the really you know the the tipping point abilities are are with that last star so yeah um so we got Razor Crest uh Slave 1 IG-2000, Houndstooth, TIE Advanced, TIE Bomber, uh, and Imperial TIE Fighter. So, Razorcrest, relatively new. Depending on how you've been doing with Conquest, you may or may not have them unlocked. And depending on whether you've gone Bando unlocked as well, um, that's really the, the choking point there. The other stuff is probably something that you've been, if you've been working on Empire Fleet, you probably have most of that stuff. If you have Millennium Falcon, you have those things as far as the bounty hunters go. Um, there's nothing crazy in there. And if you don't have any of that stuff, you're not wasting anything at all by getting that stuff. Um, that is so correct. yeah, these are all great ships. Um, you know, well, as far I as mean, slave one, sucks, but you need it anyways. You, you need it. Yeah. And it, like you need, you need to get, get that anyway to get Millennium Falcon. Yep. So just go do that. Um, and to be fair, it is a, uh, a quick building ship when you're first starting out to, if you are a newer player, it's a great tank ship um, early on. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's no, no crazy waste here. And if you are going to be building out a bounty hunter scoundrel fleet, you need all the bounty hunter ships in the game because there aren't a ton of them. So um, go and get that. Ships, nothing crazy here, right? You know, the 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 long pole in the tent is going to be that Razor Crest as far as seven starring executor because we just don't know. After this last conquest, um, it's going to get rolled off the reward crates and then it'll be rolled back into the game, reintroduced at some point down the line. So if you don't have enough. Um, to unlock it, which it unlocks at five stars. Um, so if you don't have enough to unlock it at this point, unless they release some packs, you're you're kind of stuck until they reintroduce it. Um, so just kind of hold tight on that piece. Um, but the rest of the stuff, build it up because you're going to want that anyway. You, if you don't already have it built. Um, now let's talk about the characters. Lab. 
Um, and and there's no surprises in the characters. So we got Vader, we got Admiral Piet, we got Boba Fett, TIE Fighter Pilot, Bosk, IG-88, and Dengar. The only one of those ones, well, there's two of them that aren't pilot. Well, pilots in... No, yep, just one of them that's not a pilot for one of those ships, and that's Dengar. Um, The other ones are pilots either for the ships that are required or Piet is the capital ship pilot. So the other ones you need anyway, um, and they're good character. You need them for, you don't necessarily need all of them, but if you're doing Millennium Falcon and Chewie, kind of makes sense to build all of them. Dengar, nowadays, you could probably do without um, to do that event just because um, Grief is in the game and a few other things um, that have been introduced, but... Let's talk about the relics here. Um, and again, we're not talking about GL. We're not talking about a GL here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about, a, a, excuse my language, but a fucking capital ship here. Um, Relic 7 Darth Vader. No big deal. Not a waste. Probably have it anyway if you're a high-end player. Admiral Piet at Relic 8. Boba Fett, Relic 8. TIE Fighter Pilot, Relic 5. Bosk, Relic 5. IG-88, Relic 5. Dangar, fucking Relic 5. All right, hang on, man. This is crazy shit. Before you say anything else, I I need to ask you, which one of those requirements annoys you the most? Just pick one. Uh, Oh, just one? Yep, only one. one. Which one annoys you the most? I mean, probably Boba Fett at Relic 8, honestly. But, like, they're... So it's it's kind of a tie between that and Dangar at Relic 5, um, <laughs> although he's probably a monster, probably a really hard to kill, you know, at that level. Yeah. Um, but TIE I Fighter mean, Pilot, I, there's a lot in here that I don't like. I would never take most of this to High Relic, even if I took it to Relic. But all right, so how about you? Which one annoys you the most? All right, so <laughs> I'll tell you which one annoys me the most, and then there will be an honorable mention since you mentioned mentioned a couple. Um, the oh. one that annoys me the most is Tie Fighter Pilot, and here's why. Yeah, that's fair. He's not he's not a terrible terrible character. Like you can get some use out of him, although I probably won't get that much use out of him. But the reason that it annoys me to no end that he's up there is because fleets are plagued with stupid RNG already. Like, RNG will completely swing the battle from sure win to sure loss with just one dodge, okay? One of those 2% dodges. Now you got a five TIE Fighter pilot in the mix. Everybody's <laughs> going to have him. I'm going to start seeing this idiot in GAC all the time, and I'm going to have to start dealing with, is he going to dodge? Is he not going to dodge? Is he going to give the enemy capital ship turn meter and F me over before I can get to my Yeah, opponent? he's going to be doing barrel rolls, homie. He's Who knows? It's after a roll of the <laughs> dice. GAC fleets are fun. So anyways, um, that's the one that annoys me the most. I really wish that I wasn't going to see it Sounds him like anymore. it annoys you the most, though, because you don't look forward to facing that. I more don't. More than, like, it would annoy you to actually relic that <laughs> no I, i'm gonna relic him and i'm gonna enjoy putting him on defense and giving my opponents headaches but i'm gonna have to live those same headaches myself on the other side of the yeah, board fair so anyway i like it it's a holistic headache <laughs> yes it is it is headache for everybody thanks cg thanks for, thanks for a great fleet mode um 
So anyways, honorable honorable mention for which one annoys me the most is Admiral Piet, because nobody, and I mean nobody, needed this idiot at Relic 8, okay? What's he oh, going to do? Yeah. Is he going to, he, he's going to stack Emperor's Trap harder than he does already? Like, there's no, there's nothing useful about putting him to Relic 8. Nobody was going to do this, and I'm sure that's why they did it, right? Um, yeah. Very, very irritating on the squad front because Piet's whole thing like the trooper's whole thing is you get out in front of the enemy the enemy never takes a turn they all die and you get 60 banners like that's that's how troopers work so it doesn't matter yeah. if Piet is you at just relic 3, <laughs> relic 5, relic 8 it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that's my rant the only, only piece about that like you know his capital ship will be going that much faster is right. kind of how I saw that too yeah but... everybody's will be yeah, that's fair. That's fair too because it's required. More coin flips. Yeah, Yay. True. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that. Um, yeah, it's a. I just take massive issue with this because then, like, you're you're really, you're really pushing people to decide. Hey, do you want to relic stuff for a capital ship, yep. or do you want to take those same relic mats thrown towards characters for a GL? Yep, that, that seems works. like a silly, silly choice. And, and most people, so it's going to kind of come in two waves. So you're going to get people that are going to make the choice to get this because presumably, um, you know, this is going to do, you know, this ship better be at this relic cost, but presumably it's going to be a meta breaker and going to mix up, you know, kind of the, the top end fleets of you're now not going to just see solid you know, malevolence and, and negotiators for the most part at the top of the fleet you, fleet shard, you're going to start seeing executors too. Um, and if they don't, then CG fucked up big time by making these requirements. Um, but, you know, that it, it's there's going to be players that are going to make that choice because that's their crystal income, right? Because 400 crystals a day is a lot easier in, in fleet shards for a lot of people, um, a lot easier to manage than it is on the squad arena side of things. So there are people that are going to make that choice, um, but it's still going to be a tough pill to swallow at that relic cost. Um, And I'm sure just, it's not just the 400 crystals, by the way, although that is definitely a significant part of it. But if this is truly the meta breaker that we all want and need it to be, uh, because we've had negotiator mirrors for two years now, and it's just time to move on. But yep. if Agreed. if if this is the meta breaker that it has to be because of you know the requirements and because of the time frame, then you're gonna need this in territory wars and GAC too. Like this is not gonna be optional. If you don't get yeah. this, you're gonna lose a bunch of your PvP stuff. So I've it's funny because I've had more than I've had a lot more people DM me these last two days than I expected. Asking this very question: Do I go for the new ship or do I go for Vader? Yeah. Or do I go for the new ship or do I go for X Galactic Legend? And I got to be honest with you, it's well. Let's let me just put this caveat out there: It is not a blanket, one hundred percent go one way or the other. It is definitely roster dependent. But with that said. I think you're going to need this ship. 
if you're thinking competitively at all. You're going to need this ship. And you're probably, yeah. and, and by the way, um, this isn't going to be a surprise to anybody, but let me just say it anyway, get it on the record. I am about 98.6% sure that this ship is going Very to be precise. required to get Lord Vader. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, probably, I mean, I, I see this is going to be... But, yeah, yeah it, I, I feel like it'll probably be, you know, kind of like they did with Finalizer and Radis, where it, yep. it'll be like, you got to unlock it yep. um, to go and get it. So this is going to be... And who knows? We um, So I, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll throw this out here to while we're talking about, um, you know, Lord Vader. You know, as far as they, they released the first group of requirements for him, as well as a sneak peek at three, uh, group three. So group one is basically Hunter, Tech, and Wrecker, um, and Tusken Raider, all at Relic 5, Padme, Relic 8. Um, the sneak peek at group three is gas. So already out of the gate, we know Tuscan Raider is going to be the wasted tune that nobody wants to, but thematically, you know, makes sense. You know, his relationship with the Tuscans and Tatooine and everything. Um, the other stuff, not at all wasted. Go get that stuff anyway. Um, you know, sure, Relic 8 may not be top of the list um, for Padme, but it's probably, she's probably going to be damn hard to kill, as I would assume, um, at that um and then you know the i don't have hands on with the bad batch um clones yet but you know that they're looking pretty dope um so i I think they're they're gonna be good for a lot of things probably but namely they'll probably be pretty good for the cam mission um you know so relic five isn't a waste there either but where i'm going with this is that for all we know you know some of these um character requirements for executor could be um shared character requirements for lord vader we have seen that with jkl and jml for example um so they could be some crossover there for all we know but if there's not that's they basically will likely mean because i agree with you that lord vader you know will need all of his 10 to 13 requirements or whatever, plus these tunes, um, because you got to get the ship too. So we'll see. We'll see, but this is uh, rough. Um, and by the way, you know, they did also really, you know, announce in the road ahead that um, Relic 9 is coming. I think they said in August. I don't know if it said it in the forum post, but I think they said it in the video. Um, so. We're, there's still a question mark out there on Relic 8 of how they're going to handle that, if they're going to keep it the same, and how they're also going to release Relic 9. Are they going to introduce new materials for that, or are they going to make it the same as 8, just more materials? We don't know for sure yet, um, unless I missed something in the post. Um, so if they're going to keep on building that stuff up, and, and we'll talk about this a bit more, you know, probably in a future episode on, you know, we'll loop in a few more opinions and just lab and I, but um, for all we know, we they, they could be rolling out more mechanisms to get Relic 8 um, or, you know, it, it, we're not really sure how they're going to release Relic 9 yet. So if things are the way they are now, this sucks. Big time. And, and even if they're not the way they are now, it's still going to be a lot of gear. Even if you throw Relic, um, you know, the, the fact that Relic 8 materials is behind Sea Pit or um, the last two crates in um, 
in conquest or buying them um even if you throw that fact out the window it's still a lot of gear that you have to sacrifice at the scavenger to get all that stuff to get up to that high relic tier so it's this is rough for a ship um in my opinion so it's this is not something that new players are going to be able to easily access um particularly if they're free to play um so yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I I am excited by the fact that they are releasing a bounty hunter capital ship or scoundrel ship. Um, you know, I think the writing was on the wall with that when they released um, Razor Crest. Um, it is a little bit disappointing because now Chimera, um, which is where you know kind of the default option for running those ships under. Um, I do that myself in GAC. Sometimes I throw my get two fleets both on defense a lot of times, and then I'll roll Rebels and then Chimera with Bounty Hunters. Um, I mix it up. Sometimes I go Empire with Houndstooth, or sometimes I go a miscellaneous Chimera fleet um, with Houndstooth and then if that um, and Bounty Hunters. And then if that if I need to clean it up, I'll take in you know an Empire fleet or, or some other ships. But it, it kind of leaves Chimera in the dark, doesn't it, again? Um, it, like... Chimera continues to just be the home for misfit toys, it seems like to me. Is that your impression as well? Yeah, I mean, the issue with fleet, well, I shouldn't say the issue. There's plenty of issues with fleets, but one of the one of the big issues with fleets is that we simply don't have enough regular ships to go with all the capital ships that we have. And exactly. another capital ship release here is just going to exacerbate that issue. And so yeah. you kind of have, I mean, Mace, Mace has nothing right now. And Thrawn is, is looking like he's going to kind of inch over to that, to that corner as well. And, you know, maybe yeah. he'll, obviously Thrawn can be your empire leader if you want him to be. And he and Tarkin yep. both do that reasonably well. Um, there's at least an argument uh, to be made for each one. Um, so I, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Thrawn in the in the Mace category, but well, he's also a useful character on his own. Whereas oh, Mace, well, yeah, for now he is. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, he's well, one yeah, the, he's yeah. one of the characters that's getting nerfed. So that's why I say that. But, um, but yes, uh, he is a useful character for sure, and you need him yeah. for C at Relic Six. So, I mean, most people are going to have that capital ship in there, and, and it's pilot very well geared so i mean he's good in a pinch you can put some garbage under him and if it survives long enough he can get to his ult and kill something but yeah he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's going to have a home in uh, in division one fleet meta for very much longer that's for sure yeah and, and that was like so the the other piece of of the the road ahead too was that mall like we've already kind of talked about was the um is going to be the next um, conquest release similar to Commander Sokatano. Um, so in the next three conquests, we can expect to see him be the the primary reward uh, or shard reward anyway out of the reward boxes. So I, I think everybody's excited about this. Um, super excited I, for him. Yeah, same here. You know, and basically what their reasoning was is that. You know, they, they, I watched the video. Um, they they kind of did the road ahead a little bit different format this time. They did like a video and then forum post, but the, the video got into a little bit more 
you know, context and, you know, a little bit extra um, verbiage in there as far as, you know, why they made some of these decisions. Um, but they, they basically, you know, acknowledge the fact that everybody wants a more powerful mall and that this mall is basically going to is meant to represent the last season of Clone Wars, the mall that, you know, that we see in, you know, at least as far as the non-movie uh, lightsaber duels, um, him and uh, and Snips getting into it, um, you know, in, in the last season. It, that's the the version of Maul that they're trying to do. So mechanical legs and everything, um, you know, they're, we're finally getting that Maul, which is really cool to see. I think everybody is excited about that thematically and also the fact that just the, the base mall the original mall in the game is shit so it's so trash that um garbage yeah him and mace really got it hard actually mall is slightly better just because his leadership doesn't completely blow uh but yeah it's true that's true in that category (laughs) (laughs) i I, i've been known to clean up a, a couple uh gac boards with a mace lead here and there but um I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that you know you do what you got to do at the end and when you got no good Jedi leaders and you got a couple good Jedi's in there, you know throw Mace in there see what happens. Um, but you know I I think everybody is excited to see that. I was kind of um, expecting if not wanting them to do another ship and just alternate ship character ship character for the exact reason that you just mentioned is that we don't. It, it would be great to see a, a tank for resistance, a, a tank for first order. It would be great to see, you know, a, a number of different ships in there because if you're at the level where you're setting a couple fleets on defense and GAC, and then that means you also have to have at least two fleets to attack with, um, if not another one to, you know, kind of clean up in case you need it. But we have all these other capital ships that you run out. Like if you have a match and I've done this where, you know, like I have a really tough one. I did, they didn't set what I expected them to on GH GAC defense. And I had to fight, you know, that last fleet just stopped me and I had two battles, maybe three battles into it. And I couldn't do anything else. I had capital ships left, but I had either no ships at all or, you know, trash, you know, level one ships, you know, Sith fighter or, you know, whatever left that there's just nothing to throw at it. And and it's disappointing because like you said, we have all these capital ships, but not enough ships to support it. So um, hopefully we see something, you know, coming out in the future, at least with like pilot list ships or or something along those lines to alleviate that a bit. so that's about where I'm at, you know, so Lord Vader, like I said, we kind of went through those. We don't, at least not as far as I saw, I don't think they really talked about what his kit is going to be like, really, um, unless I missed something. Did you hear anything else about that lab? Or I know they did the main post. I don't, I'm not sure if I missed any of the uh, side posts or anything else from the devs on, on Vader or Executor. Um, no, I mean, the main post is, and the video, that's, that's all the, the relevant information that we have other than them posting like one or two other times on the forum saying that they're reading all the comments and taking community sentiment into consideration. Um, 
which means I, they're not going to change anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to march ahead as intended. <laughs> well, I, and and can you blame them? I mean, I'm no. quite sure. I'm quite sure that they didn't take these changes lightly, and they knew what the reaction was going to be. Like they're not yeah. stupid. They. <laughs> They've run a very successful, very engaging game for five years now. They they know what the deal is. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm quite sure that they fully intend to go full speed ahead with the changes. They would not have announced these changes if they did not otherwise intend to do so. Um, I do think that the community backlash is, uh, I don't want to say unwarranted, but the the vitriol and the uh, shall we say the intensity of the responses, um, I, I think I think the community is going to be wrong on this one when we look back in a year. Um, I, I, I largely trust CG, and CG is dead on when they say that defense ignore. Uh, was limiting design space. They are 100% correct about that. And so changing up these other characters in order to allow for more design space for characters like Commander Ahsoka Tano and presumably Maul and whatever other fun characters they have you know, in store for us, um, I am definitely on board with that. Um, Same. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I I get people's perspectives of you know taking away gl counters honestly i think a lot of it we're gonna have to wait and see how it actually feels and and how hard these characters are gonna hit you know with these changes in mind and uh, and we will do you know a round table when these changes hit and shortly thereafter anyway to get you know like we said more than just our two opinions but also when we can actually get our hands on it and see how it feels i appreciate the fact that they didn't just blanket nerf and not do anything else. They they did a, a nerf and then they made a meaningful change to just adjust how you use that character or at least focus. You know, like gas, for example, it's just focusing how you use that character. They like they really want you using them with five oh first. Um so you know, I think that there's still um merit to that because, you know, I think you and I have both played video games before mobile or otherwise, where, you know, nerfs are not as thoughtfully put through and are just, like, blanket, like, yeah, this character now does 50% less damage or some shit like that. This is, like, like even Vader, who did get a massive nerf to his calling blade damage, you know, got a buff in other places, you know, against, like, raid bosses, and we'll see how that feels, you know, but, like, I feel like it's at least giving them um like you said, the design space that they need, but it also shows that they're capable of making some adjustments. And if they make tweaks down the line, that's a good thing. You know, you don't want too many in a game like this because it is a long haul game. It takes a long time to build, um, you know, a, a high end squad and get it relevant for, you know, relic levels or high end gear levels. Um, you know, if you're at that level, so it takes a while to build a, a true squad in this game. So you don't want to make tweaks like that too often. Um, but, you know, it is good to make sure that they they can make adjustments so that way they can account for power creep or characters that are just outperforming what they intended it to do. 
Um, so it, it does seem like there was a lot of thought that went into it. I agree with you. Um, we'll let see me make, how. Let me make one more comment about this particular sure. topic. And and everyone who's listening to this, if you're super angry about these changes, I need you to listen to me right now. Okay, this is something that look lab in the heard. eye, look them in the eye, and look listen. At, to yes, eye contact. I demand eye contact. <laughs> All right, look. This is something that I haven't heard anybody else say yet, but but I think this is one of the super relevant points that everybody is missing. The fact that CG is willing to make a broad, like a widespread change like they are making, like they just announced, and willing to take this giant community backlash that they knew was coming in order to take a direction in the game to make it better down the line, it shows that they care and that they want the game to succeed a long time into the future. This is super important, okay? The last thing that we want as a community is for CG to say, whatever, fuck it. We already made the characters like that. We're just going to keep making more and more broken, novel-type kits on our new releases. And eventually the game will just like implode on on the, yep. on the backs of stupid kits and poorly designed uh, characters and an overpowered power creep, et cetera. Okay. So I know yeah. that these changes are super like irritating to a lot of people, including very good players who have spent a long time developing off meta counters to GLs and and I get that, and I don't want to diminish or minimize that point because that definitely stings. That definitely hurts. But realize that CG caring enough to rebalance the game for future content tells me that they have plans, that they care about the game, they want the game to be successful for a long time going forward. And that, to me, is the most important thing. More important than anything else. More important than... You know, Lord Vader uh, didn't win a successful fight in his entire one day before he got his hands chopped off. Like, that's a stupid GL in my mind. Like, I, I hate the fact that he's going to be a GL. Dude, dude, but, like, you, you even saw me, I think, eat my... I even admitted, I'm like, I was 100% wrong. I'm going to eat my words right now. <laughs> because I thought the community... There's a, a section of the community, I'll say that has always wanted Fallen Anakin in the game. Stupid. And now they're getting it. I never thought they were going to get it. Never in a I, million I years that I think that was going to happen. The Youngling but Slayer 3000 is coming to the game next month. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> the only the only people... They're putting a child he, murderer in the yeah, game. That's right. The only, the only <laughs> opponents that he was able to defeat in his short career as Lord Vader were Younglings and unarmed separatist leaders that trusted him good job <laughs> like what a powerful guy anyways uh, that's war criminal yeah that's right a war criminal <laughs> oh and he force choked <laughs> his wife too that was cool too what a, what a mm, force her in early labor <laughs> yeah 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 he oh god uh so anyways uh back to the point uh, that i'll just wrap up is that there are things in this game that super duper annoy me but I don't really care about them that much because I know that the game overall is A, super fun, B, seems to be super healthy, C, I'm going to be able to enjoy it for years to come, 
and I don't even have to spend money to enjoy it. Like, and that's not, you know, that's not a shot at anybody else who does spend money because I, I am super glad that you do that. And if that brings you enjoyment and you can afford it, please, by all means, continue to do that. Um, but this is just, this game has brought me so much joy and uh, entertainment over the last few years. And I would hate to see it collapse on it under its own weight. And this is CG preventing, like doing what they think is needed to do to prevent that. And so I am super, I'm super happy that they are willing to <laughs> take all of this criticism and this vitriol in order to do what very clearly needs to be done. Well, yeah, and, and they've taken vitriol and, and criticism with less optimism involved too. You know, like when they released relics to begin with you know for example there was none of this they're like in here they're saying hey here's another gl here's a relic level nine this is gonna piss you off real good and hey oh here's the cherry on top this part this part's gonna piss you off big time we're gonna make you relic a bunch of shit to get a capital ship now that you're good and pissed off let us tell you about these other characters that we're gonna nerf we're gonna adjust their kits we're going to make them. But I, I do agree with you. Had they just said, left all of that off and just said, let it fall where it falls, what was the motivation for anybody to chase the next you know big thing if they know that, like, okay, I'm just going to have to keep on chasing relic levels here and it's just going to be an endless battle. I'm just going to give up on this game. Whereas if they show, one, that they're willing to knock down stupid kits, like you said, you know, to realistic levels and still give them not totally neuter to them to the point where they're Mace Windu in this game. Um, they're still making that character useful. It still has very much use. It's just maybe not in the ways that people were using them to manipulate things, to do stupid shit in the game. Um, so now they're just kind of bring it back down to reality um, and showing that they can do that and that they may do that again in the future if shit gets out of hand. So, like, like you said, if it wasn't for that, it would just look like a massive cash grab because they were saying, we're going to keep on pumping relics at you. You're going to have to buy more shit or grind longer for more shit. And eventually people would just give up. But if they show that they're willing to keep shit in check and make it worth your while to get that stuff at those higher relic levels then, okay, you know, I'll get it. So, I agree with you. You know, I, I think that they're they're going to take some heat. Some of it's warranted. Some of it is, you know, just frustrations over characters building certain things to, you know, work it into their roster a certain way. And like you said, that's, that's a valid frustration. Um, but, you know, I think for the health of the game in the long term, it, it, I agree with you. It does show that, you know, despite the fact that the game's not, being developed at like a high number of staff members or anything like that. Um, they do care about it and they're willing to maintain that um, going forward and that the health of that ecosystem. And I, I think they're, you know, obviously the, the cynicism there is that they realize that if they don't do that, the game's going to die and they're going to lose that res revenue stream yeah, um, of for a small development team, you know, so they're probably making, if you're talking resources dedicated to a game, versus money that it hauls in. Oh my this goodness. is not the biggest game that EA has, you know, as far as revenue streams. But if you look at it with the amount of people that are actually making this game compared to how yeah. much it makes, the it's crazy ratio. The crazy ratio. Compared to what they pull. Yeah. yeah. 
insane. Yeah, it's. I haven't looked at the investor reports or, or anything like that, and, and I'm not sure how much detail they go into on that. But I, I'd be interested to see that <laughs> that revenue ratio compared to some of their other uh, other titles. But um, yeah, so I, I I mean I think it, it it's rough. Um, you know some of those relic requirements, but you know they're at least showing that they care about the game and that they care about its overall health going forward. So we'll see. We'll see how it feels, and like I said, I think you know we'll we'll follow up with another episode after you know all these changes have hit, and at that point we should have another group or two of Lord Vader requirements. I'm like I said, hoping to see some synergies there between the characters that are needed for um, Executor and Vader thematically. That may not make sense, right? Um, you know, those bounty hunters weren't chasing down Lord Vader or anything like that. Uh, but they do, you know, obviously work for him in the future. So, um, you know, we'll see. But uh, we'll see where the cards fall. But we'll we'll follow up with another roundtable on that. Um, any closing thoughts for you, Lab, before we wrap this up? I know this one's run a little bit long, but... It has. Hey, I mean, it's been a while since you and it I has. have chatted <laughs> one-on-one. So Indeed. we need a Indeed. little extra time. Yep. Um, so I do have I do have one more thing that I wanted to make sure that I covered real quick before we end. And this is just my own opinion. This is my advice that I'm going to give to you free free of charge. Um, and I admit that this could end up being wrong. But the way that I see it, for any of you who are considering getting a GL, um, a newly released GL, either JMK or Lord Vader. Uh, for and I'm specifically talking to those of you who are resource strapped. So you don't spend a whole lot of money. You're not in Division One with almost all the requirements already, you know, farmed up and and geared at least partially. You would have to start mostly from scratch. Maybe you have a small horde or or even a big horde, and you're wondering what you're going to unleash it on. So. Here, here's my advice to you. If you look at the requirements in terms of gear already for Lord Vader, it's actually insane. There's no way they might even keep up that pace if they continue to require things like Echo and Omega, which they very well might. And in addition, yeah. they're probably they're probably requiring at least four star executor to uh, to round out his requirements. I, I would be that's going to be the, the tipping point, I think. Yeah. So so just tack on all of those extra you know pieces of gear and relics to to his to his requirements. Um, if you're not sure, if you're trying to think about which which of the new GLs is a more efficient path to take, I urge you to choose Kenobi, and here's why. A, um, he is part of the newest released set of GLs. His power level will be on par with Lord Vader. He may have different strengths or weaknesses, but in terms of squad arena, in terms of GAC, PvP, TW, he's going to be on par with Lord Vader. That's just how they've done things in the past. That's how it's going to be. The other thing is that those bad batch requirements, it's so many Chirotech. It's an insane amount of Chirotech. Okay. If you are not. It's true for any newly released character, by the way. Fando. It's not fun. It's true. It's true. true. Um, 
and so that, that's another reason why JMK is the more efficient choice, in my opinion, is because there's a lot more old school so, characters in there for sure. Yeah, they're they're older characters. They don't require so much chiro attack. You're going to be able to get to him a lot faster, and you're going to be able to start on your next thing, which is which should be executor, in my opinion. If you're thinking about one of the two new the two new GLs, you should be thinking about executor because that ship is almost certainly going to be meta, and you're going to need it. Yep. To, to continue your fleet arena and your your PvP stuff. So I, I would urge you, I mean, I understand, and, and again, this is a game, and if you really don't like Kenobi and you really like Lord Vader, or if you're a dark side enthusiast or whatever, I mean, follow your heart, okay? But if you're looking at this from an efficiency standpoint, I I, I don't see a world in which JMK is, is going to be a better choice than Lord Vader in terms of an initial GL. Um, because it'll allow you to start your executor farm so much sooner. I agree, and I think that the squad synergy um, in building the wrecks for those two characters um, is strong. Because if you're building those relic bounty hunters to get executor, you're building a relic Django Fett. Um, you have Bo-Katan in the mix. You have a, exactly. a Bando. Um, you have these characters to build out you know, a variety of different squads, depending on how you configure it, but um, you have a lot of strong options for bounty hunters, scoundrels, and Mandalorians um, if you throw in a couple extra bonus tunes. And, and and honestly, I do appreciate the fact that, like, those squads can shine a bit, because I do feel like they're, they're kind of... Maybe this is personal bias, but those are squads that, like, kind of sit in my roster. I'm like... I would just love to be able to get more utility out of these besides just pilots and out of like just a, a throwaway defense team or cleanup team or something like that in GAC. Now, you know, maybe we have some options there. Hopefully, you know, you also got to think about we have Book of Boba, the show coming out in the holiday season. So presumably we're going to see a Fennec eventually. We're probably going to see another Boba Fett. Um, we're probably going to see some other bounty hunters and stuff like that in the mix um, and or scoundrels. So there's going to be options for you um, both now and in the future. And it, it genuinely would surprise me if they don't eventually release one or two GLs that are scoundrels instead of just making them all force wielders. Um, because I, I, I think they're very much within the universe, given their space to shine. Maybe I'll be proven wrong on that piece, but I think at least you can expect with the show coming out, there's going to be some more releases. Fennec's already been in two shows. She's going to be in Boba Fett's show as well. So, I mean, it's not wasted stuff um, to chase that fleet. And I think there's synergies with building towards Kenobi as well mixed in there. So I, I, I agree. I think that's kind of the move. A combo of those two or one of those two and you address the other one later. All right. All right. Yeah. So I think that probably wraps up our episode um, that ran longer than normal, but, you know, it is what it is. We had a lot to cover and it's been a bit. Uh, so I do appreciate you guys listening. Um, hopefully we'll <laughs> be releasing some stuff a little bit more frequently. Um, hopefully life will settle down a bit um and hopefully we'll get some new good content to cover um for y'all um so until next time um do appreciate the listen and we'll catch you guys next time peace out lab peace.
Good talking to you, bud. I'll Likewise. catch you later, all right? Catch you later.